Hey there, this is Alana Terry. Thanks for joining me today. I want to talk about ways to protect your mental health and your mental energy so that you can show up to your writing with as much stamina and resilience and peace of mind as possible. Obviously, none of this is meant to be therapeutic advice, uh, but just a discussion on how we as creatives can take certain steps especially now where a lot of things feel like we're in times of great upheaval, where we feel like that impacts our writing. I've talked to lots of authors who are kind of just now getting their feedback underneath them after COVID and like lockdown starting all the way back in March, 2020, right? So if you're in that boat, I've talked to probably, you know, a couple dozen authors who would raise their hands and be like, yeah, we're there too. And so along those lines, I want to talk about ways that we can be more resilient or at the very least be more protective of our personal mental health in order to show up as the best authors that we can be. So first off, as authors and artists in general, we tend to be a very emotional and sensitive group of people. And that allows us to be so good at what we do. Being so in tune to our emotions and the emotions of others is going to make us better writers because we can put that into our books. The problem is that if you're a very empathetic person and you're going through times of global upheaval, then it can feel very, very draining. I want to go ahead and put a disclaimer. I am recording this at the end of June. I'm trying to get a little bit of head in these episodes. And there's not really one specific event that I'm talking about that precipitated this discussion. Like basically I'm talking about everything that's been happening in the world since about early spring or late winter of 2020. Okay. So I don't want anybody to look at this date when it comes out and be like, oh, well, she's talking in response to this thing that happened yesterday. Cause I'm not in yesterday yet, but we're, we're at this time where it can be really hard for highly sensitive people to function at our best. And so I want to talk specifically to people who are finding the events of the day are getting really draining. And the first thing I want to encourage you is to not feel guilty about that, not beat yourself up and really like not even try to change that about you. Because again, those are the things that make you such a great writer. But now we need to kind of learn how to take the best care of ourselves with the knowledge we have about ourselves. One of the biggest pieces of practical advice to do is just screen what information you take in or at the very least how and when you take that in. If you need to just get off of Facebook or whatever social media platform you dive into that stresses you out the most, find ways to block that. My favorite is the Newsfeed Eradicator. It's a Chrome extension. So when I type in, when I'm on my laptop and I go to facebook.com, I can see my notifications. I can search for groups. I can search for friends. I can message people and see my messages, but I can't just browse through my timeline. Instead, it gives me like a nice inspirational quote of the day. You can find apps like this for your phone too, that will limit how much time you can spend on a certain website. Or you could even say, don't let me go to this news website or these news websites before a certain time of day or at all, or more than 15 minutes a day, right? So that we can choose when we let information 
in because otherwise, like if you wake up and you're a highly sensitive person, you're already feeling anxious about the news of the world. And the very first thing you do is you either scroll through social media where everybody's talking about how terrible things are, or you go to news sites where you can read how terrible things are. It's going to be really hard to pull yourself up, right? You're, you're starting your day at an energy negative if you do that. So even waiting to get to those things after you've started your day, when you know you're at a good place, those are, those are some tips to just screen when and how you are taking information in. When I do get on Facebook, the groups that I follow are mostly like happy, silly things. They're jokes and memes and funny dogs. Fill your, whatever social media you're using, fill it with things that will build you up. So like for every news source that might give you negative news that can set your day off, make sure you're filling your feed with like five to 10 things that will build you back up, whatever that means for you. Um, writing first before you get into that kind of mindset can be a good way. If you know that going to the news or checking your social media has a 70% chance of derailing you for five hours and sapping your energy so that you're unable to write or focus, do those things either not at all or way less than you were. And if you can't do that, at least do it after you've gotten some of your writing in so that you're really showing up as your best you. And if you can't kind of muster the discipline to do that for your own mental health and peace of mind, do it for your readers. Your readers deserve you to show up as your most peaceful, positive you. And so if you're taking in a lot of dark stories and you're coming to your writing time really, really anxious, okay, A, if you're a thriller author or a dystopian author and that actually fuels your writing, go for it. But if actually what you're trying to do is to offer your readers inspiration and escape and peace, then you want to come to your writing with a sense of having been inspired and a sense of being at peace. And so that is going to be way harder for you to make happen if the first thing you do is go to all these negative sites and then try to write from that spot. Another question that you get to ask yourself, and this is so empowering because you get to choose the answer to this and nobody else does, is choose whether you're going to take the, the things that scare you and write about them or not. And both can be so empowering. So for example, I wrote a novel about a school shooting because I was terrified. We were homeschooling at the time, but our kids would go to the school for some of their extracurriculars. And every time I dropped them off and had to get buzzed into the school and, you know, sign them in through these locked doors and stuff, I was reminded about how scary it is to have your kids in public school. And it, it went deeper than that for me because I was a high school student in the Midwest when Columbine started. And that was up until that point, like that was the most impactful current event that I remember before I graduated. Right. So in my uh, uh, non-adult life, that was the current event that had the biggest impact on me. So it's kind of there in my psyche anyway, by writing about a school shooting and don't go searching for the novel because I chose not to publish it. I chose to write it just for me. I was able to take the reins of something that was so scary for me and so terrifying. And I was able to put myself into the position of these characters and the parents of these characters and the adult staff who were meant to look out for these characters. And there was something so empowering about that. 
conversely, I have never acknowledged the pandemic in my novels. And that again has been a deliberate choice. And so you get to decide whether you're going to address these things or not. And by doing so, you get the sense of empowerment. There's something very powerful about taking something that you've lived through or taking something that you're scared of and putting it in either fiction, nonfiction, or memoir. It can fit into any of these, any of these things. And it allows you to take back the story. And it can be very, very empowering. In the same way, it can be empowering to completely ignore something like the pandemic, to go in the first few books that I published after lockdown were romances where everything was cute and happy and fine. That was empowering too. I didn't mention the pandemic. I didn't mention lockdowns. Nobody was wearing masks. Everybody had a happily ever after. There was nothing scary in it, which isn't how I usually write, but that was an empowering step for me to take as well. So know yourself and kind of feel out your creativity and feel out your muse saying, okay, do we want to dive? Like, do we want to attack this head on? Kind of like I did with my school shooting novel. Or do we want to completely ignore it and be in charge of a world where something this scary never, ever, ever happens? Both can be very empowering. So don't forget that writing can be our outlet. Writing can be kind of our cure for this anxiety. And just like my novel about the school shooting, it doesn't mean it needs to end up getting published, right? How many of us have a memoir that we've said, well, I'll publish this memoir or I'll write this memoir when the people it's about have died, right? And it's kind of become a joke. Well, you know what? Write the memoir today. You don't need to publish it, but if it's going to bring some healing to you and be a creative outlet for you and you've got the time to do it, go ahead and do it. I also encourage you, lastly, to just allow yourself to get lost in art as a consumer. Get lost in the things that do inspire you creatively so that, like I said, when you show up to write, you are giving the readers your best creative energy. You're not coming in with scared and anxious and worried energy. When you come to write, you're coming in with the energy of somebody who's just witness something beautiful or inspiring. So whatever that means for you, amazing movies or amazing novels or amazing music, whatever fills you up, do those things so that when you show up, you are your best, most inspired self. And lastly, I encourage you to just take an inventory of where your energy levels are at. Some days it might be really low and those days can be days where you expect less of yourself. Other days you might be really high and you're able to accomplish more. So don't judge your output based on what your output is on an average day or on your good day. Just judge your output based on where you're at right now because a lot of us feel like we're kind of on this emotional roller coaster with all the things that are going on so do a little inventory ask yourself okay am i having a great day where i feel like i can accomplish everything am i having a terrible day where it's going to be hard to just get out of bed and plan your expectations according to that so that success means that you have you've functioned at at least 80 percent of your capacity for that day with the mental energy you've got. So I hope that those were helpful. For anybody who's actually interested in a more therapeutic setting, I've been starting some online counseling and it's been really, really eye-opening with the licensed therapist. It was the first time it was super scary to take that step, but I will include the link in the show notes for people who might be interested in diving into something like that and seeing what it's about. And again, you can do this for you, but if that's too scary of a step, or maybe it feels selfish or like a waste of your time or your money, do it for your readers. Because when you are at your best, you are going to create the art that's going to be most able 
to touch your readers. So hope that was helpful. And Thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. Today's episode has been sponsored by BetterHelp that provides secure online counseling with a licensed professional therapist. I'm a really private person, so I was nervous to start counseling, but I'm really thankful for how easy they made the process. When you sign up, you fill out this form, and then they use your answers to match you with just the right therapist. It's easy to set up your appointments, and you can chat with your therapist via messages or phone or video, and you can also switch therapists anytime. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they also have financial aid packages, so don't let the cost be the reason not to pursue talking to somebody. The writing life can be hard and sometimes lonely, and we're really not meant to go and do it alone. I'm really thankful for my therapist and for all the insights that have been coming up in my appointments. Like I said, I was pretty scared at the beginning because I didn't know what to expect, but now my biggest regret is honestly not doing it sooner. BetterHelp is giving successful writer listeners 10% off your first month of counseling. Just go to betterhelp.com Alana to start your therapeutic journey today.